Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremover.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremover.com. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Today, guys, I have the two-time World chat, world weight champion, the man himself, Andre Berto, the man who fought Floyd Mayweather, is in the house, bro. I'm so fucking hyped to have you here. You don't even know how much. I tell you, welcome to the show, my man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you for having me. No, I appreciate. I appreciate you coming on. Look, bro. I think your your journey has been a fucking sick one. Obviously, coming from 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 a Haitian background, and then obviously US and all that stuff and boxing. I mean. Give me give, just to give the audience a bit of an insight. What, was boxing always part of your your early early days childhood? Was it something that you just was it just brought up into your childhood by your parents, or how did you first get into that and, and get on the road with that? Yeah, you know what, um, you know, it was in my family some way. My dad, uh, you know, coming from Haiti, you know, he was heavy into the martial arts. So, so just still, even as a young kid, um, you know, in the house. Um, and he would go train, um, you know, do martial arts. Um, then he got into uh, the MMA side of things. A lot of people don't know. Like I got into the MMA side of things. I mean, even like, like before boxing, you know, like still even now I have great relationships with Dana White and you know everybody in the UFC, you know, space because my father, you know, he fought like in UFC three or UFC four. Oh, really? So I got a chance to. So that's how I really kind of I'm really got a chance to get introduced to boxing because he used to go train in a lot of different areas for a lot of different disciplines. So he'll go and, and do kickboxing. He'll do, you know, martial arts over here. And then he'll go to the boxing gym, you know, and just work with his hands. So um, it's, we used to watch him growing up a lot. And, you know, he was a heavy, uh, you know, disciplinarian in the house. So any type of hiccups, any types of messing around, anybody... You did anything crazy, you know, punishment was always, you know, something physical. It was either, you know, 500 push-ups, 500, you know, squats before we went to school. And, and this was when we were, you know, like an like elementary school, but that's how we were brought up, just just at yeah, hard yeah, turf. Yeah. And, and um, you know, and he just started taking me to the gym with him, man, because like I say, everybody in the house, um, you know, were fighters. You know, me, my brothers, uh, and my little sisters, they're judo champions. Um, the only person that was love in the house was my mom. So, so, um, and I got in a lot of trouble at school. I fought a lot, you know, cause I mean, like growing up and they used to tell my dad, like, listen, you got to take him somewhere to release this energy. I don't know yeah. where he gets it from. Uh, he had a lot of aggression. So he just started taking me to the boxing gym. And, um, uh, you know, my first day in there, I, I sparred with a kid that, that I knew I should have, you know, just destroyed. He was fat, chubby. <laughs> but, 
you know, but he beat the hell out of me, and 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 you know, I was just so intrigued on, on you know, like how it happened. Yeah, I didn't understand the skill aspect of it. It's a chess match, always, isn't it? It's a chess match. Yeah. Yeah, I was always, you know, strong, tough, and I just ran over people. But, you know, he showed me something different, so I just got really intrigued by it. It's, it's, it's amazing how, you know, people can look at someone and, and just assume because of the way they look that they can fight. But when you get in, when you when you start to get in there with those top amateurs, with those, with those kids that can just move, and and they've got they've got the footwork and the, and the, and the, it's because everyone thinks it's just about hand speed and you moving your hands, but it's really about your mind and how you move your feet because that that sets the distance and sets that range so that you can tee off, and it's like people don't understand that. And when you're in with a kid that's just naturally beautifully gifted and has that art and essence about him, and he just makes you miss by that little that little like centimeter that inch. And then and then wax you on the return. It's like fuck me, like, yeah. that, and that's that's kind of that's kind of your first introduction into boxing when you yeah. go into any boxing and gym. A, and that's a, I mean, that's a beautiful thing about the sport, man, to be able to have a kid that was, you know, just in myself, just being so strong and just just so bullheaded. But but he's walking me around like a like a bull in a in a matador, just piecing me together, pop 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 pop, slipping shots, pop yeah. pop pop, catching me using a little bit of a little slick, you know what I mean, a lot of slick tactics, man. And um, and um, you know, after that day, I just said, okay, I gotta figure this out. Was it was it yeah. kind was it kind of like you were like Anthony Joshua, and then you were kind of like against Ruiz, and it's like Ruiz just come. <laughs> Ru, 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 yeah, yeah. Ruiz was the, was was like the fact the fat kid with fast that hands. That was pretty much what it looked like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And you just played with it. Yeah. That's it, man. He was playing with me. I was like, I did not understand what was going on and how this was happening. It didn't matter how hard I tried to punch him, how fast I tried to punch him. Quick slips. He punched me to the body, coming back up top. I didn't know what a body punch was. I didn't understand yeah. any of that. And it just hurt. Just everything he hit me with just hurt. Yeah, because because what 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 you what hurts you the most is what you can't see coming. And because you'd never because you'd never been in and never been able to judge any of that distance any of that range you're getting hit with shots hitting shots and those and those are the shots that kind of put you set you, set you down your heels and sit oh like that you know yeah, you just yeah. feel every one of them what kind yeah. of trouble were you getting in when you was a kid and and, and kind of how and how did that progress was it was a because i because i kind of imagine you to just by looking at you i kind of think that you're maybe you're you're you had a real hard upbringing because you had the military type yeah, background at sure. home but then like i could just imagine you getting in a lot of shit <laughs> you know yeah, it was just, I mean, it was just me anytime I got a chance to to be away from home. And, and, and you know, my father, you know, he was, uh, like I said, he was a very hard type of military type of guy. But at the same time, I looked up to him and I wanted to be just like him. So even when I was in school, in elementary school, you know, I knew I was different from the other kids when it comes to just authority. Yeah. You know, a lot of the kids respected me and and and, you know, those that didn't, you know, I wanted to try to make an example out of them, you know, quite quick, I mean, quite quickly. Um, but, you know, like I said, that was a nice little phase. But after that, after I got that you know, nice lesson in the boxing channel, I said, okay. And that toned me down a lot. Yeah. That changed my life, actually. You know, after I got in the boxing gym and, and just really understood um, in the, you know, what techniques and, and, and just tactics were um, and just a discipline, you know, I just get in there and fight, not just fighting and, and just acting crazy. As soon as I felt that I had a real discipline to really try to, um, you know, learn and act on, um, you know, it kind of took me away from all the craziness. Is 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 that kind of 
what what part of boxing has has like really like given you the most in life in terms of like the learning lessons then like what what kind of lessons have you pulled out of boxing that have gone through not only boxing but have carried on through like how you treat your family like yeah. how you how you look after your kids how you how you operate in business what kind of what kind of elements of that have you pulled and used the discipline, of course. Um, I think, um, and I tell a lot of guys now, I'm like, listen, man, you know, I mean, I believe that boxing, you know, period, just prepared me just for life in general. You know, every day I wake up, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, if I'm not doing anything productive or if I'm not, you know, training or if I'm not doing, you know, something, I'm, I'm just being too stagnant. Like, every time I wake up, it's like I'm always just trying to make sure I prepare for something. It doesn't matter if it's me having a big meeting with my whole team in a boardroom, me, uh, 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 you know, getting ready for my wife to have another child. Like, it feels like I've always have to stay prepared for any type of big event that's ahead of me. Yeah. You know, automatically. It's not no just go through life and just, you just cruise through if you're boxing and not knowing this is my life now. Yeah, you know what I mean? I everything that. that I want, everything I want to try to achieve, I want to try to prepare myself mentally and physically for it. It's yeah. just automatic. And that's yeah. the, and, and 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 that, as you say, is, is is one of the beautiful essences of boxing. Is the fact of like you are preparing your body, but you are preparing your yeah. mind because because the, yeah. the the fight happens before you even step through the ropes in in, yeah. in most yeah. cases. Like what what when you obviously you when was it you thought boxing was it for you then? Because obviously you ha- you go to the gym, you get beaten up yeah. a few times, you start to progress yeah. as an amateur. You start to when yeah. w- when was it you thought to yourself, Do you know what? I can make a career out of this. I, I, this this is my this is my purpose, my being. I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this. I guess, um, you know, I got a chance to just really love it, especially um, me just growing up playing a lot of other different sports. Um, you know, I mean, I really didn't like teams too much because it didn't matter how hard I worked in practice. It can be other people on my team that can cause us to lose. And, and <laughs> you know, I didn't like to lose. Um, you know, I just knew, you know, when it came to boxing, you know, everything was on me. If I succeeded, it was because I worked like I needed to and I went ahead and, and executed. If I lost or, or anything like that happened or I had any type of shortcomings, I know it was on me. Yeah. At the end of the day. That is the ideal situation, I believe, for young men to grow into men. I mean, like, young men to grow into men, to be able to have all the responsibility on them. If they mess up, it's on them. If they yeah, yeah, yeah. if they succeed, it's on them to be able to take on all that responsibility. Yeah, it, 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 it gives you a kind of framework to work from, to kind of, something that allows you to come into who, who you actually truly are. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, you really get to understand and just... Learn who you are as a man. You know, I tell people all the time that when it comes to boxing, you're really going to find out who you are when you get into that ring. It doesn't matter how much crap you talk on the internet. It doesn't matter about the press conference. It doesn't matter about this. It matter about that. As soon as you get in that dressing room, yeah, everything becomes real. As soon as you hear that crowd out there cheering and, and you're seeing guys in that back dressing room walk back and forth with their eyes split up, blood coming out, you know, some of these guys getting knocked out, you know, a few fights before you, you know how real it's going to be. You're about to walk out into the lion's den. Yeah. So all of that trash talk is out the window. You got to go and show up and you have to go and fight somebody that's literally been preparing to, to kill you for the last eight, nine weeks. In yeah. front of millions, yeah, just yeah, you yeah. and him. 
And it, no you, other type of film like it. And you, you know what? I I got to give it to you. Like some of the can, to turn up in the condition to every fight that you turned up in, is a yeah. is a hell of a feat because you were stacked. <laughs> you you were always someone who was just diced. You were just yeah, diced. Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> was making weight and getting prepared, and that was that was that the easy part for you? Was it more the mental side that was the harder part, or what was the hardest side of boxing for you? Um, I think that was the easy part for me because I grew up with so much discipline. And that was one thing my dad always taught me, like, you know, to understand and know professionalism, especially in, in the sport that I'm in. And, of course, don't embarrass yourself trying to come in, you know, out of, you know I mean, like off weight or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Every aspect of this fight game is important. And you got to show up and be professional about it. And at the same time, you have so much... You have so much to lose if you don't. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I think um, I made weight easy, but I love to eat too. You know what I mean, so it's always probably the hardest part, you know, for me. Um, you know, everything else, all the other, um, you know, sides of discipline with it, 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 you know, something that was just kind of natural for me. I mean, you hop into camp, you shut off friends, you shut off women, uh, uh, you can't eat what you want. Um, you know, you have to always make sure to, you know, go to sleep at a certain time. You're going through training camp and taking all that battering to your body two, three times a day. I mean, it's a tough sport, man. It's a tough yeah. situation. But you have to almost be numb to it. Yeah. You no. know, you have to be numb to it and, 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 and just continue looking. I mean, just looking forward to the finish line or to the victory or the night when you really get to put all this work on display. And I think that's the most relaxing time. I mean, for me it is, you know, for a lot of guys, that the fact that you can go through eight, nine week training camp and it can be brutal. And, you know, knowing that you have one more week or three, four more days. Yeah. Now you get to leave training camp and go to whatever the city is that you're going to. You're seeing all the media. Now it's fight time, all the work is over. Yeah, all of us are. Now I've got one more, one more night. I, th I think, I think the reason why you enjoyed it and why someone like Broner would struggle for it is because yeah. you turn up to camp in a condition that yeah. that means you're just working on your skills while you're in that camp, yeah. and you're just refining that body and refining that movement so that you can go and and fight and execute your game plan. Someone like Broner's turning up three stone overweight. Eight weeks of his fight camp is all about him losing the weight and bringing the weight down before he can even focus on yeah. what his skills are. And that and that's and that's the difference I see in professionalism between someone like Broner and yourself is the fact that you always yeah. turned up on weight, on the money. You yeah. knew when you turned up, when you stepped on them scales, you knew you was going to be in pristine condition no matter what fight it was. I've, oh, ne God. I've never seen you out of shape in my entire life. You're not even out of shape now. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, that, that, that's, that's the professionalism. And, and that's, yeah. that's another reason why I wanted to get you on here today because... That's something I think you've carried through your life now into business. I, I see that you're looking a lot more now into the NFT space, into crypto. I see with like the Ga Gary V. I, I want to talk to you about that. But what you got, I think it was 21, you said that you had your first multi-million dollar contract or, or yeah. your, your first class is what the term is a millionaire. Yeah. How was your first experience in boxing? So you've, you've, you've gone to Olympics, you've done that, you've turned pro. You, 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 and now, now you've got these millions of dollars in, in your pocket. What was your first experience with what you did with the money and how did you feel and, and, and all that kind of stuff? You know, like I said in the, um, 
Yeah. Like I said before, I mean, I've always, um, I've always had a plan. You know, of course, I was, uh, you know, one of the one of the top guys coming out of the Olympic Games, so I already knew I had a lot of the big, you know, managers and promoters, you know, waiting on me um, because I had more of a pro style, you know, than a lot of the other guys, and, um, and you know, uh, you know, so I had a plan. So I had a plan. And I knew the money, you know, may come soon because I knew, you know, as soon as I got on the scene, I was really going to, you know, run through, you know, my first 10 guys, you know, first like 10 to 12 guys. But like I said, I had a plan. So I I just always remember just where I came from and knowing that I didn't want to go back. Now, I wanted right, to yeah. always make sure that I changed this dynamic for my family forever. So, of course, I couldn't be selfish within myself to... To, you know what I mean? I to take all this money, and just blow it and have fun and just, on, and just spend it on me. And that, the whole situation has never been just about me. And I think that's the thing when it comes to a lot of guys. You need to really find a cause that's a lot more bigger than you because once, once, you, you know, once you start fulfilling a lot of your personal needs, like for me, it was okay. I want to be the hottest young guy out. I want to be a world champion. Okay, I did that. I checked that off the list. I checked that off the list. Okay, what's next? What's next is going to give you that drive to continue to try to be the best that you can be? Okay, you know, I want to make sure my family is going to make sure I can retire my mom, you know, buy her this million dollar house and da da da. Okay, I did that. I checked all that stuff off the list. Okay, what's next? You know, you have to continue to try to find something that's greater than yourself to continue pushing forward to try to achieve great things you have to yeah i love i love i love the way you've explained that too that the essence of of your whole life is all about making things bigger than than you because as soon oh, as you make sure. as soon as you make it about you it becomes unfulfilling it has to be it has to be about something bigger than you it has to yeah. that has to be there i mean that's why i do this and that's why you're doing what you're doing now it's like if you don't have that thing that is bigger than you then out there in the ether then you you are constantly in the pursuit of, of an empty goal essentially for sure definitely sure. definitely i mean all that stuff gets old too i mean of course like i said i won the championships i won the cars i wanted the jewelry i wanted this i wanted that i got all of it okay and then what's next you know what i mean yeah. like you have to find something you have to try to attach your goals to something that's 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 um that's so impactful that is something that that you want to continue to chase on a regular basis, in and out the ring. Understand? Was it was it all was it was it something that you found out? Was it was it? Did you think it was all about money in the initial period, and then find out after you got the money that it perhaps wasn't always about the money? Um, you know, I come from a big family. I come from a big family. I come from a tight family. You know, I mean, I got uh, what I got? I think eight siblings now. I think I got eight siblings. Now and in the end, you know, and we've always been tight, we've always been bonded. And and I believe it's I mean it's always been about family for me. Um of course the initial you wanna just be the best and, and be able to win titles and and you know, I come from nothing, I come from two, you know, immigrant, you know, Haitian parents. So of course I wanna enjoy the life a little bit, see what I mean, see what it's all about. I see, you know, this life on TV. I'm gonna go ahead and feel some of that too, but but at the end of the day, I mean, it's always been about family for me. When when you, know you I mean? when, when your mom and dad turned up in in America initially, did they yeah. did they literally come with just a couple of bags of clothes and and, and no, yeah. nothing? 
Yeah, my mom and my dad, they came, like when I say immigrant, like they came on boats and, 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 and you know, getting to the coast of Miami and jumping off and losing, you know, 10, 11 people on the ride over and, and you know, hiding in the Everglades in Florida, you know, dodging the Coast Guards and, you know, meeting family here and, and, and just starting and starting over from there. I mean, literally in the swamp, you see an alligators, you know, float around just to try to get here, man. It's crazy. That, that, so, that, that, know, that's cr- that's crazy what they've sacrificed just for you to oh, sure. just just for you to live your dreams that you're living now. Obviously, not every son gets to pay their mom and dad back for that investment in their in their yeah. growth, you know. And you've the most beautiful thing for me is the fact that you've been able to to gift back to your family the the what they've given you, you know, essentially. Definitely, definitely, I man. I mean, I believe, like I said, that was all what it was for. And I love it, and I think it's just going to continue to grow from here. You know what I mean? The boxing aspect of things, of course, has been great. But for me, I always believe that it's just, a, it's just a stepping stone to something else. And I just hate the fact when I see a lot of guys, when I see a lot of athletes, you know, as soon as their career's over, they feel like their lives are over. And, you know what I mean? That's sad to me to see, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I believe as long as you have you know, breath still in your lungs, man. It's, 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 you know, we got life to, to go try to do and go try to achieve. And you have a great platform to step off, you know what I mean, like into the next phase of your life with. Yeah, and it's, it's all about perspectives though, isn't it? Is there, is there any, is, was mental health ever something you suffered with going through your career or throughout your career? I mean, there must have, um, there must have been times where, you, where you've had to pick yourself back up and, and, and lows oh, and yeah, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, I mean, of course, there's plenty of time. I think probably, probably the worst time is, you know, when I suffered my first loss. Yeah, talk me through I, it. I suffered my first loss with, uh, I guess, uh, Victor Ortiz, um, you know, even at the time I was probably the hottest young kid, in, um, you know, in boxing at the time. And there was just a lot of big talk about me and Floyd, you know, fighting. Yeah. And uh, and I thought me and Mayweather were supposed to be fighting then, and then they threw they threw uh, you know Victor Ortiz in front of me, um, you know, last minute. And, and you know I'm you know I was a little cocky at the time as well. I was upset, and I felt disrespected. Um, I didn't want the fight to happen. I wanted to fight Floyd, and, um, and you know, so I just didn't come to camp. I didn't come to camp until probably the last four weeks, just being, just, just being an asshole. And um, you know, I didn't know who Victor Ortiz was. I didn't care too much about it. Um, yeah, you know, I thought it was just another bum that they trying to throw in front of me just to, just to try to, you know, delay the process. And then um, I'd have probably like a four-week camp, you know, still made weight. But um, the crazy thing about it, man, a lot of people don't know. I mean, the, the fight was in a small town in Connecticut, yep. which I didn't even expect too many people to even come to. So I showed up, and for some reason, I tell people this all the time, that's the first fight I actually was nervous going into because I knew I wasn't in shape. Like I was supposed to. Wow, yeah. And as soon as I came out for that fight and I walked out to the ring, I see Floyd and 50 Cent uh, 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 and all these people, they they flew out to show up in Connecticut to see this fight. I'm like, what is going on? I see all these different celebrities, all these different executives, makes me old shows. I'm like, 
what is going on? And I look across the ring, I see, you know, I see, uh, you know, Victor Ortiz, he's jumping back and forth, you know, on the ring, looking like a pet. I look, I'm talking about looking like a, I'm like a pit bull. Like he was just ready to go. Yeah. And that's when I sat there, I said, oh man. You fucked up, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, so we came out, but it was just my the fight still ended up being, of course, you know, people say, you know, one of the best fights out, you know, but it was just me really just fighting just off of natural instinct because I yeah. wasn't in shit. I, I, I watched I watched it. Your 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 usual timing that you yeah, yeah, yeah. that you had if you that if you'd done I didn't know this because you've only just told me this now, but like I didn't know yeah, you yeah. hadn't trained for that fight because you still looked you still looked in shape. But, he, but, but you could just tell your timing wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I didn't have any legs. That's why you just see me just on the ropes, you know, hanging out on the ropes a lot. Um, you know, just letting them push me around. But, like I said, just my natural instinct um, of speed and just power, just, just you know, catching them with shots. I was able to knock them down a few times. But, but, um, but after that fight, that was probably the lowest, the lowest I've ever been. Could be because I felt like everybody watched that fight. I remember going to, yeah. uh, you know, the airport leaving, and I have a hood over my head, I got my family around me, and I just felt like everybody was looking at me, watching me. I flew back home, and I remember locking myself in my house, but I couldn't get away from it, because even on ESPN the next morning, it was all on ESPN, it was all in the newspapers back home. You know, people kept trying to come to my house and see me. I didn't want to see anybody. I just wanted everything to stop. And and in order for me to do that at the time, you know, I said, I got to go. I got to get out of here. And I got my brother and my two cousins. And I flew. I wanted to fly somewhere that nobody didn't know me. Nobody didn't have no sense of any boxing. And I flew to Bali. Yeah, I flew, to Bali. I flew, <laughs> I flew to Bali for like two weeks, man. And, and just to get away from all the noise and you know I was just in a bad place of just um you know just really just feeling disappointed in myself uh um and I think I struggled with that coming back a lot too what was it what was the purse like for that fight what, what was you getting paid for Victor Ortiz I mean, I mean I was getting you know that was one of my main things man that everybody knew I was getting paid a lot of money you know early in my career you know I mean I don't know. I think I got. I mean, even back then, I think I almost got like two million for Victor Ortiz's fight. Can, 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 I, can I just say this to the audience that are listening, like, because because they're not going to understand this, right? And I, I really need them to understand this, right? Most kids, right, in the UK that come through boxing that turn pro for a four-round fight maybe earn a thousand pound. For an eight-round fight, might earn three or four thousand pound. What you're talking about is like. You know, for a twelve-round fight, but most twelve-round fights at title level, some some yeah. some people fight for world titles, get sixty thousand dollars, right? Two wow. mi- to two, two minute two million dollars yeah. is is fucking was, phenomenal, like phenomenal money, phenomenal yeah, I was money. Like Twenty six, man. I was young too. I was still like 25, 26. You know, but at the time I was, you know, I was like, you know, I was the hot thing. I was the hot young, you know, young star of the game at the time too. Yeah, you know I mean, like when I see, when I sit back, I see, uh, you know, Javante Tank Davis, yeah. you know, right now, that's doing great. And, and and I just remember being like at that level when I was his age and, and, and just remembering everything that came with it. 
So, you know, like I said, I mean, I talk to him too, man, and I just tell him, hey, same thing, stay focused, brother. Stay, stay focused, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because a lot is coming at you right now. How, how good was Victor Ortiz, though, in his credit, was he? I didn't, I didn't think, you know, that's why I think I took him as lightly as I did, because because the fight before, I believe, he fought, uh, you know, Marcus Maidana. Yeah. And I seen that fight. I seen that fight. I seen the Maidana, uh, you know, stop him. But at the time, before the Maidana fight, you know, Oscar De La Hoya signed, you know, Victor Ortiz, and, and they were going to make him this new golden boy. And they had a lot of steam behind him. And then uh, the Maidana fight happened, and, you know, he lost. He got, he got stopped. Then they threw him in there with me. I was like, ah, oh, I'm about to kill this kid. You know I mean? That's yeah. the way I kind of thought about that at the time. So how, came so how big to you then is managing ego? Because because that oh, that, that, that all happened on the back of ego, didn't it really? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, that's huge. I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen a fight game, you know, humble plenty. I mean, this is... <laughs> This fight game is, you know, it's funny because you want to have that vibrato and that confidence because that's what type of sport this is. But you need to make sure to never, ever underestimate your opponent, underestimate any type of situation because one shot can change it all. It doesn't matter. I've seen some of the best of the best. I've seen guys that they hop in there with guys that don't have any skill like they came. They came in there and just out hustled them. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, out of nowhere, just threw a, just a just a crazy shot and cracked them and knocked them out. Anything can happen in that ring, bro. Anything. Yeah, and you, you know, Anything. you can get ironed right out as well in front of a lot of people that know you. So a it, lot it, of people. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Of millions. And that's, and that's what makes it tough too, man. It's like. You know, it's a tough game to a sense of everybody's going to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the know, clip, it's, it's, it's the clips on the internet that that, that kind of that kind of that kind of carry on for for eternity because of how much because of how well you are known in boxing and at the level yeah. you fought at and what you're getting paid and everything else. Like, it comes with the territory that people are going to be putting you on highlight reels and you're going to have to relive. You kind of relive what? Yeah, what? But it's good because you get the opportunity as a man to transcend yourself and become com so yeah. comfortable within yourself that these clips don't matter anymore. Yes. And that's another thing. It's like, you know, certain situations, you know, certain fights that I've had, Victor Ortiz fight, the, you know, Guerrero fight, all these different fights. You know, I'm, I've always been a very powerful guy, but, you know, after those type of fights, man, you know, I will never want to watch them or I get very upset when I see people post certain shit like years ago. But now it's like, you know, me just going through a good 19 years of performing at the top level and still here and still being one of the guys that had a chance to go 19 years and compete at this level and to fight Mayweather and to be that guy that everybody continues to still point at and, 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 to, and to respect. Nah, I just feel like all of that shit is just part of my journey, man. And I take it. I appreciate it now. I see it when it comes up. And the only thing I think about is like, man, damn, shit, man. You know, six years ago, that was crazy. Did you, because I'm in a completely different space now. Did you think that you'd blown your shot at getting the Mayweather fight after after the yeah. few losses and stuff like that? <laughs> oh, for sure. Cause they, I mean, I mean, it was something crazy. It was like, I don't understand what's happening. It's like every time it's about to happen, 
something happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the big Ortiz fight, lost, and, and he gets the shot. Guerrero fight, lost, and he gets the shot. And I just, I just, you know, I just didn't know what was going on because, like I said, none of these guys were better than me. It, you know, maybe I had to go through what I had to go through for a reason. Yeah, I'm not sure, but. It baffled me because when you said that your purse for Victor Ortiz was $2 million, I thought yeah. that's, that's such a big purse because it wasn't the purse for Mayweather, $4 million. No, no, we got it. You know, we got it up there, so. Oh, that's, that's, that's all right. Like, I, just what I read. I read, I read the, I read the per. I mean, there probably was top ups and things like that that went on it. Yeah. But I read the, I read the purse for Mayweather. I thought I can't be right. Four million dollars can't be right. Yeah. But, like, talk, we, but, we, but uh, you know, when it comes to boxing, I mean, it just depends on what type of you know team you have. Of course, we have to report a certain amount for uh, you know for the papers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got a good team. You know. We do some stuff on the back end. So, yeah, so, of, yeah. Of, of, of course, of course. Uh, this this is boxing and, and the IRS, if you're listening, didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, what a phenomenal career, honestly. But it, nah. in, 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 just just when you when you when you finish boxing, obviously you go you go fight Floyd. Obviously that goes yeah. the way it goes. Probably yeah. probably probably another hard night of your height of your career. What did, was was it, was it then you started to get into like the investing side of things and started to understand how to use this money that you'd made in boxing to kind of fund and and and, and create generational wealth um, in your family? Uh, you know, uh, you know, probably even a little bit, you know, before that. You know, I've always been, um, you know, me and Al Heyman, you know, we've always been, you know, very tight. You know, that's um, and he's my manager and he manages Floyd as well. Um, you know, but I was his first young guy he's ever signed like straight out of the amateurs to pro and you know of course you know anybody knows Al he's very 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 sharp um you know Harvard grad and is worth probably a couple billion but um I'm very low-key about it too very low-key very low-key we've always been um you know very tight he's always known I've had that business mind you know so like even within you know throughout my career I've always had you know great investments in place you know, if it was, um, you know, like 50 to 100, you know, real estate portfolio, uh, you know, properties or or this or that. You know, so it's something I've always planned on. But I really started diving in heavy, heavy once I start, you know, I start having injuries. Right. Um, yeah, I love that. I kind of knew like, okay, I'm not as, as invincible as I think I am. Now this is happening. Now this is happening like... You know, this shit isn't the same. Like my body's tearing up. So it was like I, autom- I automatically start kind of, um, you know, putting things in process. But then again, like I said, I've always tried to find something to drive me, um, you know, in other ways. And, and, you know, that right there was something that definitely, you know, intrigued me because, you know, I don't see too many athletes do it. You know, right, yeah, you yeah. You yeah. athletes that as soon as their career... You know, soon their careers are over, they feel like their lives are over, and they just sit back and just wait until they go broke, or they just, or they just disappear, you know, in the dark somewhere. You know, I've never really seen too many athletes take their platform um, um, and become a student again, learn different other things, and um, and try to be just as successful in that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, how you were in your boxing or your football or basketball. So how did you how did you go about 
getting getting that information. I mean, did you seek out a mentor? Is is mentor is mentorship yeah. something you've seeked out, or did you start reading books, or was it a combination of both? Or how did how did that look for you in terms of getting the right information into your mind to be able to make yeah. the decisions that you made? Um, I've always been like in the circle of uh, I like like I said, an entertainment circle. So everybody that's been following me my whole career, they've always seen me with a lot of rappers, a lot of uh, you know. Like people in the government, you know, whatever the case may be, I've always made my rounds just being in the mix. But just, um, you know, creating certain relationships, you know, with certain other, um, you know, great entrepreneurs. You know, Gary Vee reached out to me years ago. You know, he was a fan and we sat down, we talked a lot about um, a lot of different, um, you know, business structure. Um, and I have a lot of other friends like Diddy and, 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 and you know, like other guys that are very heavy into the entrepreneurial space. And, and like I said, that's something that I've always written down and, 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 you know, I've always wanted to do as well once this boxing career starts to come to an end to really try to pivot and, um, you know, do something just as great. But I definitely, I definitely seek out a lot of, you know, great mentors as well. And that's the thing, you have to want to, you have to try to want to try to, uh, you know, learn. You have to want to try to get it. And I think, um, you know, me and a friend of mine was speaking about the other day, he was to, he was just asking me the same thing. And I say that I think a lot of, you know, guys that's been in my position, football, basketball, boxing, they got a chance to make millions of dollars or has had their name, you know, in like the lights for so long. You know, it's a lot of pride, I think, that really, you know. To come backwards, to be, to be a white belt again. Of course. And I think it's a lot of ego that holds them back. But, but at the same time, you understand something. That chapter is, is over. So you have to go and try to be a student again if you want to try to be great. The same thing like you were in the boxing game, same thing how you were you know, playing football and basketball. You put in a lot of reps and you studied and you did this and it took years, 10, 15, 20 years just to do that. So at the end of the day, I think it's, um, I think it's a lot of guys that, that really need to, to get back to that child you know, learning mindset and really just want to sit back and learn something again and try to be great at it. Yeah, and I, lo I love the fact of how you've understood so early on when your career ended that you have to strip back the ego, shut the door on, shut shut the door on that part of your career, and now approach this in a completely different, completely different way in order to get what you've got. What were yeah. some of? The, I mean, I just want to, I just want to go back a, a step because you mentioned it again about how you planned it out and how you wrote all this down yeah. and I've also listened to a few clips of you talk about this previously in the past but I really want to, I really want to go in depth on this because what it essentially sounded like to me was it essentially sounded like you'd made a plan you'd of exactly how your career and how everything was going to align for you and you kind of manifested that into your life I mean yeah. is, is, is that something that resonates with you or is that is that how it happened or am I making it a bit too straightforward oh yeah definitely I mean I write everything down I, I Got a notepad right here. I'm always, it's, I'm always writing, always writing. If it's, Love if it. it's, um, of course I've been on a lot of, you know, copper calls today, but even now here, uh, notepads, writing, just been writing. Yeah. You know, this is, that's just what I do, man. I just, I mean, I feel that it's, um, this is the Andre Berto that people don't expect. This is the Andre yeah, Berto. Exactly. People, 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 this is, this is, this is, this is prime why I wanted you on here because, 
I knew, I knew, I knew your mind de- beat it at a different frequency because of of how you operate, how you prepared yourself for your career, yeah. how you've detached. From, I know how hard it is to go from someone who has to have this ego, this bravado, this stage show, to detach yourself from that ego, move through it, accentuate it, and then come up and recreate yourself in a new environment and be open to learning what everyone else is willing to teach. You're there taking notes, taking this. I have to. And was 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 like the laws of attraction, the manifesting some something you read into when you were a child, or or, or or did someone present you with that idea? I mean, how did you how did you come into it? I mean, I've always heard that there's a lot of power in um, you know just be able to just write something down, and I really I believe I really had a first chance uh, 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 you know effect at that once you know I was like in elementary school and 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 I used to hear about that and I wrote on a notepad. In elementary school, you know, different, uh, 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 like a lot of goals and achievements that I wanted just to have. And and I wrote down different tournaments I wanted to win. And, and I wanted to be ranked number one in the country. And I wanted to do this, wanted to do that. And I wanted to go to the Olympic Games in 2004. I kept that note in my wallet until my first profile. I used to look at it, look at it, and I checked everything off of that list. You yeah. know, so... From that point, it really made me see and understand how powerful it is. Just write it down, it'll manifest. You know what I mean? But you gotta put in the work, of course, but write it down. Write it down. Plan as much as you can. Don't try to do this thing to fly by night type of life. You know what I mean? We're not here for too long. Plan it, write it down, and attack it every day. Yeah, and just keep, just, and just keep tackling and tackling and tackling, tackling that stuff. Tackling, every day is gonna be good. You know, you go home, you go sleep that shit off, you get up, you get back up and strap those boots on and make it happen. That's it. There is simply so much power in just literally like writing everything down and just putting, and putting, did you put a timeline to any of these events? Obviously. So, so, so you wrote the you wrote the goal down. You put, you put a time that you'd achieve it by and you put it away in your wallet and you kept it with you in person. Yeah, I did that at elementary school. Like even now, um, I wrote a, um, I got a contract to myself for the next for the next three hundred sixty-five days or, or, or what I want to get done, and that's to okay. I have a contract. I'm committed to making extra seven figures in my businesses in the next three hundred sixty-five days. I signed it and I did it. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy to me how you still approach that stuff. You know, you still, you still approach, you still approaching that. In, you know, in the same way, so many years on, and it's, and everything that you're writing down, and everything you're going through, is coming through into your life and, and coming through That's in everything it. you do. That's it. When I write it down, I just I make it happen. I go execute. That's it. Taking a lot of information and execute. I have a lot of great you know, friends in my life, a lot of big entrepreneurs, a lot of celebrities, a lot of this, a lot of that, which is great. But one reason why they do continue to you know, show me love outside of the boxing ring is because, of course, I'm genuine and they just see me go and execute. <laughs> they see me have real conversations with me. You know what I mean? If it's about business, if it's about boxing, if it's about life, they just love to have that, you know, that strong match of conversations with me. So, you know. So you have to try to broaden yourself out, man. I tell a lot of these young guys, you know, now, like a lot of these young fighters, make yourself personal. Speak like you guys have a huge audience. You know, the Devin Haney's, the, 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 the Ryan Garcia's, this, 
you guys have a big audience, they know who you are. I mean, you can show your boxing videos, that's cool, that's great. They already know you box. Yeah, 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 yeah. You speak to them. You know what I mean? Use that platform to speak to these people so they understand who you are and they can really start falling in love with you. Um, and who you, tr- and who you truly are as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for who, sure. Who you truly are. Who you truly are. That's how you really grab hardcore fans. You know, if not, they just, I mean, they just love you because of your fight game as soon as you lose. I mean, they're going on to the next. And, so, and, you know, and, and the, I, I just think it's, I think it's great how you are humble enough to make contracts with yourself to yeah. generate X amount of dollars, seven figures in, in this business, this business, this business, and you sign it yeah. off and you put it there and it's, and it's, yeah. and it's a contract between you and yourself. That's it. And, and That's do you know it. the one person you can't lie to? Your fucking self. At the end of, yeah, the day. of course. This game is personal, man. It's between me and me. Yeah. That's it. And as, I think I think as soon as people understand it's you versus you rather than you versus the world, I think that's I think that's where I've realised that your life changed. Because yeah. I think when you when once you fundamentally realised it was you versus you, I think that's when you started to really accentuate and manifest more and more abundance into your life and constantly bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. What kind of what kind of investments have you have you rolled into? Is it just real estate or Yeah, what have I got going on? I got Got a handful of things going on. I'm investing in a few different companies. Um, man, what I got? You know, real estate, of course. Um, I also have a. Well, I'm not supposed to announce it. I have two. I have two. I have two situations that's dropping here in the next probably two months. I got an amazing, um, you know, sports, you know, fitness product around that's coming up. Yeah. Um, it's called Strike. It's going to be amazing. I got a great partnership team around that. So we're about to roll that out and hopefully it can be, you know, I say number one in the world here. So um I have active career. I also have active wear clothing line that's about to drop out as well. Um we try to compete with the gym sharks and, and you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, like I said, you know, all of the situations, you know, different companies, real estate and and and, and yeah, I got a few different things going on. I can't really speak too much about them now, but it is is real estate the fundamental thing that you've seen the most um growth in terms of wealth from at this moment in time yes um you know crypto as well i made a a pretty good you know amount of crypto um you know stocks bob of course uh yeah but i think i think i think real estate is probably like a strong foundation to a lot of yeah yeah have you because i've been involved in it for a while I mean, how? How much? Definitely a lot of you know money in the crypto space and NFT space. How? I mean, how many properties have you bought now in total? Uh, I've had at one time probably had up to like sixty. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. great, phenomenal. Yeah, but I got a chance to at the time when I was young, uh, a lot younger. I had the mayor. Yeah, North Miami, he showed me a lot of love and we had a lot of uh, you know, low income housing and I was able to uh, you know, dive into Yeah, that, that, that's it's not a real life monopoly. Yeah, and it's always great when you just get paid from the government. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you get paid to build it and you get and you get the rent from the rent from the roll. That's it. Yeah. And what and what kind of 
in terms of like the next 12 months for you obviously you've got goals in terms of business but what's yeah. what's what what's what, what are your main goals outside of the monetary goals for you in terms of what you look to achieve in the next 12 months man um man i just want to make this more of this impact of course you know business i'm looking forward on um you know business going well but but you know just more than that you know being able to just be you know more of a example to all of my um all of my peers in the fight game and sports period and have uh you know me for a while but to see me and respect me you know like on this other side of you know things as well um this is maybe just a show that it can happen because i don't think we have i don't think we have enough you know examples in that space um of course i think the only person they can really look at is like a george foreman or or just something like that but like Shaquille O'Neal, I don't think we have enough, um, you know, people that they can relate to in that space that they can really relate to because I'm still, you know, I'm still in the mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm still in the mix. I'm still young. You know, I'm still, uh, 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 you know, moving and shaking, you know, when it comes to the industry in general. So, um, so you know, to be able to have somebody they can, you know, always call on and be able to see and just ask, okay, you know, how you did this? You know what I mean? And really start trying to create a wave and trying to create a new normal, you know, when it comes to that. To make it cool. Yeah. To, okay, this fight money is cool, but we need to start buying some assets because this shit ain't gonna last too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I think too many people take their income and spend it on liabilities that, that look flash rather than taking their income and putting it into an asset that creates cash flow and then you can buy your crap out of cash flow. Of course. I mean, you know, but at the same time, you know, you know what I say is, of course, you know, a lot of these guys, they come from the inner cities. You know, of course, I come from the inner cities as well. But, you know, um, you know, especially in the fight game, you know, like I said, like there's no union at all. So they take these kids from the inner city that's from the hood that, I mean, I know how to fight or very good just in the athletics, period. You know, go and perform, and they just give them a check. So you know, you come from the hood, you don't know better, you don't know nothing yeah. about nothing when it comes to financial literacy. You get you a hundred thousand dollar check or fifty thousand dollar check, and you're gonna go and live the life that I mean, that you always wanted. Yeah, you get everything you always wanted. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, they don't really know the understanding of taxes or or just any type of corporations or this and that. They don't know that. I still know world champions now that all of you guys know they still haven't paid taxes because they don't know. You know? Really? So, oh, for sure. Paid zero? No, they don't know. They don't know. They coming. You know, a few of them, they already got the dock on the door and they don't understand how it happened. You know what I mean? But, but like I said, they don't have too much education for it. You've always got to pay Caesar. You've always got to pay the IRS. You gotta pay the IRS, man. But it's hard sometimes. Like you know, you having that money, and you feeling like you went out there and earned it, and this is mine. You really think that that's yours? You know what I'm saying? You really yeah. think all of it's there? So you know, it's it's it's, it's a learning process. How, how have you always? How have you always structured it? Because I know, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of a lot of good people, good minds in boxing, yeah. say as soon as they take a check, say say they take a hundred percent. In, in whatever sum of money they put 50% straight on the sidelines for tax 
cover fees, all that stuff. And then, and then they just work with the 50, you know, count the 50 in the bank rather than the other 50. I mean, yeah, how have you structured that? I mean, like I said, I mean, some of those guys say that, but I don't know too many, I don't know too many fighters that, that try to set in situation stuff like that. Of course, that would be, you know, great if they were to be able to do something like that. But, but you know, one thing with me is, you know, I grew up to see a lot of other fighters um, you know, go through that situation. I was losing it all. And I wanted to sit back and, and I sat back and tried to wonder why. I sat back and watched a lot of pros do while I was an amateur. Now I respect and I've seen them go through that same same situation over and over again. And um, and you know one thing about me is I went to about grew up with um, the basketball star, his name was Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Um, you know, we grew up with each other. He was a big star in the NBA. And um and I was about to go to the Olympics and I already had it planned in my mind, like, okay, I'm gonna go to this Olympic Games. You know, it's going to be time to turn pro. I need to find out who I'm going to sign with, what network I'm going to be with. I literally wrote it all down. Yeah. You know, I wrote it all down, and I really sat back and really tried to figure out, like, okay, why are all these guys going broke? Okay, boxing doesn't have a union, so they don't put anything, any type of foundation, any type of any type of structure around any of these guys. It's not the same thing as the NBA or football, you know, at least they bring these guys agents and business managers and things of that nature. Boxing, no. So I said, listen, uh, damn, this is the first time I'm talking about this, actually. So I said, I said listen, I talked to my guy, Trace from Great. I said, listen, who is managing your whole situation? Who's this? Who's that? And I remember him sitting me down with his, uh, you know, his whole financial team, his business managers. And, and so I pretty much tried to structure my situation before I even turned pro. I tried to put people in place exactly how an uh, NBA union had their situation. Yeah. So I had my lawyers in, had my lawyers in place, had my business managers in place. I had my, uh, had my accountants in place. Like the, the same way he had his same structure, I put everybody around me the same way. So I came in, but... You know, at the same time, I really wanted to learn. So I really sat there and I used to just ask him a million one questions, you know, until I really just started getting it and understanding it. So just me coming into my professional career, I had a pretty, um, you know, strong team around me, you know, financially. So um, so soon as I started making some of that money and I kind of already knew, you know, what, you know, where I was going to put it towards and, 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 you know, I wanted to make sure and I did the right thing, you know, first before I went to go play, okay, I need to make sure I have to, you know, put this money here, um, you know, like in retirement, I had to put this money here in my 401ks, had to put money here, and that's the, those are the first things I did, my first few fights, because I automatically, my mind was like, okay, I, I came from there, and I don't want to go back. I need to make sure the family's yeah. straight first. Let me do this, 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 this first. And then I'm going to play a little bit, but I'm going to feel better within myself knowing that I did this and this and this first. Yeah, I love you that. Know what I mean? That's how it all started. So as soon as I got that locked in, I said, all right, cool. Now, now it's time to go play. Have a little fun. Andre, everything you said throughout this whole podcast, <laughs> the fundamental thing that's come through for me is the fact that not only have you, you fundamentally planned out from day one in your whole life at every stage. You've said, okay, I want this, this, and this, and this by this date, this date, this date, this date. Yeah. You make a list, you make a plan. Then you, then you 
you manifest or bring into your life people people around you or that can show you and educate you in the areas that, yeah. you, that you don't quite fully understand yet you sit you ask a million questions you're willing to learn you're open to you're open to feedback and you're sitting there and you're taking all this information in and yeah, then right. you go okay cool i've thought about this i've thought about this and then you go and okay right i need this this and this, and this then for my next plan if i'm going to achieve this this and this and you put yeah. it out there and that and that is how you've literally run your whole career it's probably how it's pr it's probably how you it i i i'm just guessing here but i'm guessing if you want to make a weight by a certain date you reverse engineer all that as well i get Every, everything that you've done in your whole life to get to this point has been completely reverse engineered and it all yes. starts with people who listen to this podcast getting a pad and pen out and just literally sitting in front of yourself and asking yourself one fundamental question what do i actually fucking want for my life and if yeah. i put this down on this paper then i can start to bring it into my life and start to attract it yeah. fucking phenomenal yeah. i mean just, just between me. Well, I say between me and you because it's not going to be between me. It's going to be between me and you and a lot of people. But I went, on, Andre. I don't know if you've ever done this, right? I went on. I went on a fucking mushroom trip last night. <laughs> I got some friends that been on them. Yeah, bro, bro. Honestly, I done five grams. I uh, of mushrooms, like a hero dose. I went on. I'll, 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 they call it a hero dose, right? That was bear with me, right, bro? I I manifested. I know it sounds stupid. I manifested my. This is why this resonates with me so much. I manifested and 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 my whole fucking journey from from where I am now to where I'm going to be in twelve months time. I manifested that whole journey on this trip, bro. And I thought wow. I was gone out of the room for twenty minutes. My yeah. mate who was trip sitting me and and taking me through the ceremony. I was gone for five fucking hours. Wow. Bro, I, 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 I cannot tell you how fucking, if, if you've not done it, bro, you have to do it. Because for someone... Yeah, for all, so, they all tell me to do that. I, don't, I got a lot for, of friends that try to get me to do yeah, it. But, yeah, but bro, bro, bro. For, some, for someone like yourself who's just, <laughs> who's just sat there for an hour and, and, and guided me through his whole process on how he's basically... You basically just told me... Uh, the, how you've manifested your whole fucking career in abundance and everything you have, the assets, the lot, you, you know, your yeah. beautiful family, the lot, the, the, and this is like a, is like a, the, t mate, with, with the, just, t just try, <laughs> just try it, bro. It's, it is fucking mind blowing. You know, you know, he's been trying to tell me to do that fucking Tyson, man. You know, Tyson be doing the fucking shit, uh, man. He be Oh, yeah, Mike he Tyson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he be on those. Him and, uh, I think, I think Joe Rogan. Yeah, you'll yeah, have to you'll have to hook me up with those boys. I want to get them on the podcast. You'll have to hook me up with them. Hey man, yeah, but I'm put in the call, man. Put, put, put it put in the call, man. But uh, I'm coming. I'm coming yeah. to I'm coming to Miami soon, so so we'll definitely catch up. But before you yeah. go, before you before you disappear, if, the, if, if 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 look, you can't take any of your assets with you. You can't leave anything behind on the planet. The only thing you can leave behind on the planet is one piece of fucking wisdom that you can instill into the next generation to take them further in what they want to, in what they want to do in their life to give them that you know je ne sais quoi whatever that is to them what what piece what golden nugget would you leave if you only could leave one piece or one paragraph of information man uh you know one thing my probably what my guy uh you know jay prince you know says he says he said every day everybody wakes up with a chance and a choice. He said, but it's up to you and what you do with that, that choice. No, jeez, oh, hold on, what is, hold on now. Depends on what you do with that chance. Oh my God, you gotta let me watch it. Hold on a second. 
Hold on. He sends this, me videos about this. Hold on. This is important. You gotta, hold on. You got it. Hold on. Hold on. You got to get it. Hold on. I'm going to put it on so y'all can listen to it. It's pretty good. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see where Jay's at. All right. Here he goes. Make sure y'all listening up. Okay? Hold on. Let's see what Jay says. And that sticks with me heavy. Hold on. I love this. You like it? There you go, there you go. You ready? It's two days we get every day we wake up, right? A chance and a choice. I mean, and the choices that he make after he get his chance, uh, that's on him. He has to be with it. It's two days we get every day we you got that? A chance, a chance and a choice. You wake, you wake up with a chance and a choice, and it's your ch- choice to take whatever chance you want to take. Wake up, right? A chance and a choice. I mean, and the choices that he make after he get his chance, that's on him. He has to live with it. It's two things we get every day we wake up. Yeah, I love it. Chance and a choice. Stay focused. That's my main thing. Stay, stay focused. Stay focused. You got a chance. Stay, and a ch- focused. stay focused. You got a chance and a choice, and it's your choice what you do with it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Every day you wake up with, with a chance and a choice, man. But it's up to you and what you do with that. Well, well, well that, is, that guys, is Andre Berto, w, WBC, IBF, former world weight champion, Olympic yeah. representative. Man, man, who's, man who's done multi-million dollar purses, fought Floyd Mayweather. And mate, uh, honestly, uh, thank you so much for your wisdom today, my man. And um, mate, I'm 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 hyped for for the for the next time we jump on and distill some more knowledge on on some Definitely. of your crypto stuff and all this other stuff that I want to want to bounce into you with. But I'm but I'm Definitely. mindful of your time and I appreciate you. And uh, guys, do us a solid favor if you if you get the value out of this podcast that that I know that that Andre's put out there for you and and hopefully I've chucked in a bit too for you. Just share it on social media. Yeah, put it out to your friends like subscribe send us messages let us know what you got out of the podcast and much love thank you again mate and that is it peace out you don't forget to subscribe to the frankie lee podcast